Bar Talk is an online docuseries where every week we film a new pair of friends catching up at a local bar in New York. We don't ask any questions, and the direction and scope of the conversation is entirely up to our guests. You can watch the episodes in their original form on YouTube. So running is a... Um so gravity does really weird things to a body when it's hitting the concrete, right? I thought I saw you late last night in Brooklyn, 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 So, so I learned. I learned a lot. I learned when it was time to go, and I learned that your instincts. When they tell you to, it's time to go. How did you know? What were your instincts? Okay, number one, if you show up to a, a, a march, and the the police were in what they call hats and bats, yeah. they were already dressed, and they had the the zip tie things. Yeah. That's a telltale sign that something is going to go down. Yeah. That's when you have to kind of really pay attention. Yeah. So you could feel sort of tension when it would start to build, yeah. right? And and yeah. all of a sudden, when you feel like okay, you're the butterfly, something's going, something's on. going on. Okay, yeah. where's the closest subway? And it worked throughout the entire couple of years yeah. of, of going out. Just uh, you learn to trust your, your gut. Trust your gut. That's yeah. the biggest thing. You know, it was uh, interesting for me though because I noticed that. You start to understand like some of the leaders, nothing against them, but like some of them were going to draw more attention, perhaps, or oh, yeah. like were known for having more contentious and appropriately so, oftentimes, but more contentious kind of marches and rallies, right? And that might attract a certain kind of crowd. And I, I started to get to a place where I was a little bit hesitant because I started steering towards certain events that I thought were going to be a little bit safer and a little bit less controversial, but then I was really torn about this, to be honest. I'm like, is that a cop-out for me? No pun intended, but like, am I doing the right thing by steering this in that direction? Should I be leaning more into some of the more challenging kind of events? But I think I just got into a place of just saying, you know what, I'm doing what I can do, it's what I'm comfortable doing, and my focus was on producing imagery that I thought was going to be powerful and maybe was a little bit different from what other people were doing who were maybe going for the much more dramatic yeah. full-on like classic protest kind of stuff the confrontations with the police and all of this yeah and no I, I mean over time I stopped going to certain events because I think some of the um, some of the, the the leaders probably understood that you were also somewhat responsible for some of the people that would come out and march of course yeah so and if you were the type of leader that would kind of go up and provoke like the police and then to cause like um, people to get arrested, those are the ones that I would I would kind of avoid because yeah. now you're putting my safety in jeopardy. Right. And, at, right. and at what cost, right? Is it worth right. it? I think what, what happened also, you know, for me it was more or less the level of maturity of some of these people. You know, yeah. that, that mattered. But I think also there were a lot of people who've never been leaders before and they were kind of figuring out how to how to be a leader in how the moment, to be a leader right? yeah. exactly and then some of them would would um, look at it as a way to um, bump their social yeah. status yep. online and things like that and the but but as a you know I, I always considered myself kind of like an outsider looking in um, but you pick up on those dynamics you pick up on uh, Who's done this before? Who's a natural leader? Who's trying to be a leader? Yeah. Um, so you've started um, picking up on that. Then you also started seeing other people no longer showing up who used to show up in yeah. the beginning. And I remember running into people too. And it was like, 
people are saying I didn't ever never felt safe when I was out there, you know, amongst some of the the, um, the protesters. And you don't really know unless you like until you get to know people, you don't know right. what their intentions are. Same thing for us, right? That was yeah. part of the reason I think that I was even questioned at the beginning. Like I literally had people coming up to being like, seriously, like what are your intentions? Like I had people. I mean, I don't mean to laugh about it, but I. I because I know myself and I was like, but I, I'm here for the right reasons, yeah. but I realized, well, they don't know me. Like, yeah. why? I, I, I get it. Like, I understand them thinking, especially for a photographer where there's always, not always, but I think for many people who are not familiar with some of our work, right? And they right. don't know us as, as human beings. They don't know what we stand for. They don't know our intentions. Right. Are you here just to take advantage of this? Are you here to try to make a name for yourself? To your point, like even with some of these leaders, but same yeah. thing for photographers. Are you here to just boost your socials? Right. You know, because you think it's the cool or the right thing to do to post stuff that's, you know, about Black Lives Matter, yeah. right? So I think I had, I, I think it was good that people were asking those questions because that forced me to ask those questions of myself, Perfect. quite yeah. honestly. Um, but I think, to your point about like the, the images, I remember one of the images that I like, took was at uh, Battery Park and there was a it was a um a safety training um class that the black trans group yeah. um they were doing with mike matos and he was doing some safety training down there and i remember afterwards at the end of some of the um black trans uh, like um, queen jean um she was speaking and there were this um couple they were holding hands and I shot them from the back, mm. holding hands while um, I think Queen was, was talking. But, so they asked me about that particular picture. And I said that really what, what was ironic about this is this, this peaceful gathering of people learning self-defense that I said, you may not have known this, but beyond this group, yeah. about maybe 20 or 30 feet beyond them, there were about 10 cops standing under a, a street lamp, just standing there, just waiting. And, uh, but I said, that was kind of the irony of this particular image. People holding hands, yeah. standing and talking, but beyond that, in the shadows or under a, a, a lamp, but yeah. you know, a way that the cops are right there. Yeah, so and I, you can capture that though, right? I think that's also really interesting, right? So I mean, yeah. that, those are the that interesting one, kind of like those yeah. juxtapositions, right? And those points of contrast, yeah. I think also like, it's interesting to just be on that kind of trajectory, right? And to be kind of on that path of exploring what is this journey, what do I want this journey of photography to be for me? Right. right. And so it was like a conscious decision to pivot from, okay, I'm gonna take a pretty travel picture or a pretty skyline picture of New York, which is always great. Yeah. But like, what's the meaning behind that, right? And so that also like got me into this place of thinking, okay, again, tied to like the bio and like what I wanted myself to end up being. I'm like, I, I was becoming much more aware of my humanity and then also becoming much more aware of the power, the potential power of photography and my own work to say something more than just beauty. What, what, do you, what do you think, now that like everybody is a quote unquote photographer, yeah. or at least everyone has a camera. Camera, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think it's diluted your work or has it <sighs> contributed to photography yeah. in general or? It's such a good question. I love this question. You know, I'm really mixed on it to be honest. Like my, my initial reaction, like, and look, I mean, I'm an iPhone, you, like, I live my life with my iPhone, as so many of us do, right, or a smartphone. And people would ask me, like, you know, as a photographer, you take yourself, your, yourself and your work so seriously, does it bother you? 
that everybody, to your point, like has a camera with them all the time. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, that was my initial reaction. Like, yeah, it bothers me because everyone thinks they're a damn photographer. Right? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's a photographer just because you can, you know, you have like the gear. And I used to always use like the examples of, you know, people I know, I have friends who have incredibly expensive gear. Yeah. And they do good work, but, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily the most powerful work. Then I have friends and colleagues who are iPhone photographers only, mm. and they have unbelievable, powerful, compelling, gorgeous work, right? So I always right. say it's never just about the gear. So I guess where I'm coming from on this is, in the big picture, I don't think the gear necessarily matters. And in the big picture, it doesn't bother me that photography is top of mind for everybody now, because I think in some ways, and this is the optimist to me, I think people do appreciate photography because they're doing it too. However, the flip side is, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm going there. Yep. The flip side is, and I say this often, I think people appreciate photography in many ways more than they ever used to. And look, we all, I think you and I both have, I don't know, I want to speak for you. I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. Mm. I think as photographers, we use it. To some extent, I think we need it. Like, I always joke, I'm like, I want someone other than my mother and my husband to look at my work. So right, yeah, it's right. like social media is good for that, you know? I have a broader audience, I suppose, even though it's still relatively boutique, which is okay. But people may appreciate photography, but I don't think people appreciate photographers and like the actual artists behind photography. Mm, that's and that's sort of the struggle that I have. Yeah. And I think that, that shows itself in so many different ways. And I think you probably, I know that you've seen this as yeah, well. Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. I think um, a lot of times people think of photographers as like paparazzi. And yeah. just out there just to get a shot so they can get money. or Like transactional, paid. right? Exactly. It's a for a job or whatever. Yeah. Right, right. And um, I, I think, and you, you can see that where, especially when you see a lot of your, your work out there uncredited. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of my. I used yeah. to, I used to like reach out to people and say, "Hey, do you mind like crediting?" Blah blah blah. Nowadays, Did you stop doing that? Nowadays, I see them like. You just give up. I just. Get, oh my god! Because you'd be <laughs> doing it all the time. Yeah. You'd be doing it all the time. So. Um, so um, have you just given up on that because it's just too much and it's exhausting and you got to pick your battles? It is or? exhausting. Yeah. It is exhausting, and I don't have to because it, it's also frustrating because you can look at it and say. All my stuff is being stolen left and right. Yeah. You know, I'm just yeah. gonna stop. I'm just gonna give up. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I find photography as very uh, therapeutic. Yeah. Same. I find that it's, it allows me to kind of take my take myself out of like the everyday like hustle and bustle. Yeah and go into a state where you're like just really focusing on the beauty of something that may not in and of itself be a beautiful thing, but you could find the beauty in something. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, you're looking at, you're looking up, it's like, wow, all this, the time is flowing. And, and then you look at your work and all of a sudden it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, look what I created. Yeah. I live in, on both sides of my brain. Same, yeah. And I, I just love that. I love how I can go to work and do technology, IT stuff, and then I can just flip to the creative yeah. side and be doing something that's totally just about like light grays and darks and colors and yeah. things like that and take a a moment that could be a protest or it could be just you know something a negative event and find something in there that captures and tells a story that people can look at and say wow yeah. 
that is very powerful yeah. what I'm seeing right yeah. now and so you kind of can you lose yourself in, in, in this other piece of it you know but it's all yeah. a part of who you are I mean it's funny that you talk about it as therapy I don't think you and I talked about it before I describe it exactly the same way to people. they're like why do you do this like you know you're so busy how do you have time and I would say well I don't have kids so there's that right? yeah for me, it's you know, it's sort of I guess my surrogate for that. Like I need it. I actually need it. I think you're the same. Oh, yeah. how you just, like I, I need to almost every day, if not every day, do something related to it, right? Whether yeah. I'm out shooting or I'm editing or I'm writing because I love to write and you do as well. You right? love so, like, uh, your writing is impeccable. I mean, no, I'm reading you. your captions, I'm like, whoa. Thank you. you know. I love it almost as much as photography, although if I had to choose, it would always be photography. Oh, yeah, okay. But it's, it's funny because in, in the past, I've been told by people who are like, you know, hardcore photographers, like, you know, your work should speak for itself. Yeah. You should never have to write context for your work. And I used to agree with that 100%. Like, and I do still think there's validity to that because I think imagery has to stand on its own. But I also feel like, especially in this day and age, depending upon the kind of work that you're shooting and yeah. what you're putting out there, and look, it's Instagram too, right? Like I used to blog and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. People like to hear the stories, yeah, so, but right? I mean, it's the context. Yeah. I think if people like lean into some of that. They want to know what's behind. Yeah, but your your um, your images stand on their own. Yeah. They, they already do. So when you add the 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 backstory to it, it's like it, it makes it so, like a hundred percent more like intense. Yeah. Um, to hear the backstory of full sensory experience, all oh, yeah. of it, right? I, I mean, think it's, it's yeah. immersive, right? It's like immersive storytelling, and I, I right. think to your point, like it doesn't have to just be about imagery. I think that you know, in, in some ways, as much as I have my love hate with Instagram, it's good that it kind of limits you, right? There's a character yeah. limit, and it's like I've actually like I will draft things and be like, yeah, that's a little too long, and it'll force you to be more succinct and yeah. be a little bit more cohesive with your storytelling, which I think is actually, as much as I have that love hate relationship, it's actually made me more more efficient as a writer and it yeah. helps me get to the point which I think has also been a really interesting skill set development strangely like I didn't of, expect yeah, that but a lot of people don't even read a lot of captions well that's in, true I do wonder this like how many you read my stuff I, I don't know how many stuff. people really read it I read your it. stuff because I, I know that you, you when you when you write you say something oh, but well, a lot of people will write stuff and I'm like what you know did did um, chat GPT write this for them or yeah you okay, know. so what do you think about that? I don't know. I, I can't say right now because I've messed with it a, a few times. Yeah. Maybe no more than five times. And uh, I've seen like these videos on like how to use it for doing certain types yeah. of things. I've never used it for something of, you know, to enhance something that yeah. I've, I've done. So I, I can't really say. Like the digital age has made things a lot easier for people like people would say that are you a real photographer if you are right. shooting with a digital you know camera versus an analog right? you know yeah. it's like the same thing it's like I'm using this other tool to do something for me oh you're not a writer anymore this other thing is writing it for yeah. you you know so I don't know I, I'm just at, at, at a point right now I think it's so early so it's interesting, so I've had a lot of conversations around this, and I've played around with it as well. So we were, you know, I don't know what it's a subscription or whatever it is, like we have a monthly thing that we do yeah. with ChatGPT. And like there's millions of people on it now, so you can barely get on, but that'll yeah. change. So we've experimented a little bit, Mark and I. Same thing for imagery, so like Dolly, I started playing with that too. And mm. you know, the first time I played with it, my first reaction was, holy shit, like this Dude. is unbelievable what yeah. it can do. Oh, yeah. And my second reaction was, holy shit, 
Have I been training myself as a photographer for 23 years, only to now like basically press a button or a few buttons and have technology create perhaps a better image than I could ever journey? Like, oh, yeah. how do I feel about that, you know? So here's where I take some solace right now, right? Is one, because like we talked about, we do this because we have a genuine love for it, right? I mean, I, I think for any creative, for any artist, you have to do this because you love it. Like, right, I, I, yeah. I need to do this for myself. You're the same way, right? Like, I need to write. The therapy that you Yeah, need, exactly. It's a therapy, right? Yeah. Like, I need the photography. I have to do this for my yeah. own sanity, for my own mental health. It just makes me feel better about myself. That will never be taken, like, technology or not, that will never be taken away. Yeah. What's interesting, though, I was reading an article that Aperture actually had put out, um, I think, a couple weeks ago, or maybe a little bit earlier. Um, and they were talking about how the technology now, at least for now, it struggles with the nuances of humanity, which I think was so interesting because mm. like if you and I are focused so much on that now, right? Yeah, like yeah. Focusing on human faces and focusing on elevating communities and that sort of thing. So, so much of our work is rooted in photographing human beings, right? right? Whether individuals or community or, you know, the groups and the communities. And I started experimenting this too. So it's weird. Let's try this at some point, right? With Dali and like put in some prompts yeah. and ask it to like generate people. And it's not that it can't generate faces and it can't generate people, but it does it in a really weird, awkward way. Like the people end up looking bizarre, like super abstract and surreal. So it's one thing if that's like the look you're going Wait, for. It, does it just make up the face totally on its own or do you input anything like? So it's any using, it's using. So the input behind all of this basically is right. And this is part of the debate now, right? And a lot of lawsuits that are going on, right? right? It's just like where it's sourcing all this stuff from. I mean, it's. AI is only as good for now, it's only as good as the inputs. And so the right. inputs right now, of course, it's it's kind of everywhere, obviously. It's everything right, that's available, right. you know, publicly. But it's not sophisticated enough yet to interpret or interpolate some of those nuances like human gesture. Like oh. if you put in like put in a joyous human face, you know, uh, of an adult, for example, next to a child, it can technically execute on that and you'll get a version of that. But those little tiny things that you and I capture in images, right? Those moments and those expressions, it ends up abstracting it. They actually end up looking like almost disturbing. Like they're weird. Try it at some point. Like it it's super like, fu it's funny it, at this it, point. But it, but it almost sounds like somebody's gonna take that and say, oh, here's my work, I'm gonna slap it in like the Guggenheim and call this art. I mean, and would that be wrong? Would that be wrong? I mean, that's an interesting question. Art right? is subjective. So Of course, yeah. yeah. If technology gets to a point, so I'm saying right now, like I take solace because we're focused on humanity and right now like technology is not able to execute, so I feel like our work still has value. So yeah, I had that sort of question of like, will I become, will we become obsolete as photographers yeah. of humanity at a certain point? Is there still value? Do we bring something that's unique or different? I don't know the answer to that yet, but right? I, I, I mean, I don't think you can, you, I don't think you can repli replicate like, you know, um, you know, your composition necessarily, or yeah. the, what you're trying to capture, you know, in in your image. I mean, that's you. That's your yeah. your body and your mind saying, "This is what I want to capture in this image." Yeah. And but you're doing that piece. Okay, yeah. the digital piece is taking the bits, the zeros and the ones, and putting it in, you know, and and, and making a uh, digital image yeah. version of it. And then you're taking tools. And manipulate. You're you're manipulating the image yourself to make it into what you want it to be. But there's that digital component of it. So it's but it's not the digital piece of it is not doing anything without your input. Exactly. And so it's interesting. This is a good point because so I work with a few folks who are experts, if you will, in in technology and AI in particular. 
and I've talked to them about this, you know, yeah. and the future of, for example, creative direction or art direction, right? And I think you could extrapolate this to photographers and writers, that sort of thing, is going to become less about what we think about as writing and yeah. photographing and more about the art of prompting as it was. It's the, it's the curation and the articulation of the ask and how you actually engage with the technology that becomes the art form itself as opposed to what we think of as the core writing of the track. And it was such a mind-blowing I, I see like this whole <laughs> perspective other... for me. I'm like, I never would have thought prompting would become an art form. It's but like, you know well, what? that is it, the future. It, I, could see, I could see it now. It's like, um, you know, what do you do? Oh, I'm an AI prompter. All right, so are you going to ever do this full-time, Gary? Do, do this full-time? Yeah, like no. quit everything else and just become a photographer. I, I, I've never really considered myself to be a photographer because I... I think I've wrestled with, um, and I've, I've mentioned this before, you know, the various people, you know, um, you know, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Mm. And uh, you know, yeah. am I a photographer? When I when I grabbed my camera the first time and I went out there and started taking pictures, and people, oh, this is, oh, it's a photographer. Oh, you're, you're a photographer. Oh, you're a photographer. I'm like, no, I'm not a photographer. I just have a camera. I take pictures and I try to capture, but I. I've never really labeled myself as a photographer. Even on my Instagram, I, I call myself a visual artist. Yeah. Um, but I've never. You're a photographer, by the way. But, but you, okay, I you understand know, your I mean, point. I have, yeah. a, I have a press pass now, and that came. <laughs> so up, you're legit. Yeah, you know, I mean, that came about by. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, all your stuff is getting published in yeah. different places, and you're like, whoa, I have enough material to apply for a press pass. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, let me try it. Oh, I got a press pass. Yeah. Holy, you know, and that, and I used it for the first time at the um, uh, Lunar New Year parade. That's right. I know it was, it was a reminder for me, by the way, that I have completely forgotten to apply for it. But I'm sure you can get it, I, I, you yeah. know, with all the stuff it's that you've list. done and everything. But, um, and that's kind of like, I even, even the first time I wore it for that parade, I felt like I shouldn't even have it. Really? But uh, yeah, it was like, you know, you know, because you see all these like, you know, these older photographers wearing their photography yeah. vests and all the cameras around them, and you're, yeah. you're like the National Geographic photographer-looking yeah. people, and here you are with a little like prime lens camera walking down the. You're just more efficient. That just I'm means more, efficient. You're more efficient. That's what I've learned. So. You know, just <laughs> minimize the stuff. You, you know, you know what what part I like about um, photographing runners and like define. It's when we have these events and some of the runners will bring their parents up to me and introduce, hey, That's this is Gary. Best. Oh, you're the one that did the picture yeah. of my daughter or my son. And I'm like, oh yeah. And they're like, oh, that's such a beautiful, oh, Gary. You know, that's like, yeah. that, uh, that I mean, you beats can't every, every yeah, exactly. like on, on Instagram. I'm those like, are those visceral yeah. feelings and moments that you just, you can't possibly describe that, right? right. And it's, it's that is the ultimate that is yeah that is a reward and it's only for like it's just that for that one person or that that family and stuff like that you know so um but it's 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 a it's very rewarding that's my that's my reward at the end of the at the day when someone says hey thank you for that i I love that that photo that you took of me um and how long have you been photographing with them now um this month april 10th would be two years Two years. Two years photographing I didn't realize defined. that. Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. So here, so this is a really important point, I think, too, right? And it's something that I don't think I used to think about very much. Them just knowing Gary's going to be here 
Yeah. Gary's photographing me, and like the connection that happens, the trust that they have becomes so embedded, and that shows in the work. It shows in the work, right? I mean, how they engage with you, and I don't. I'd love to believe that people can see that. I don't know that everyone can. There are some of those like really fine nuances. Yeah. But I think, in some ways, there's something really beautiful about the fact when you show up every Saturday. You're just Rain part of the community. You're not just a photographer. You are a part of their community. You're yeah. part of their family. And I think that significantly informs the work, how it shows up. If you're doing a transactional picture or someone just showed up, like if I just showed up at this community, like maybe I'll get a couple decent pictures out of it, but it's not going to be the same level as what you're able to achieve because they know who you are. You're part of their family. I'm, I'm guessing that you probably pick on, on that as well. Yeah, they, they, they definitely do. And I think um, as a photographer, um, especially like with, so running is, a, um, so gravity does really weird things to a body when it's hitting the concrete, right? Oh, yes it does. So, and I'm very cognizant of that. Yeah. So I, I will not put out an image where, you know, you're hitting the concrete very hard yeah. and certain parts of your body are like distorted because for that millisecond, you know, gravity is like doing some weird stuff yeah. to you. I won't, I won't do that. And if, if someone's leg is totally warped because of the concrete, right. I'll just, just yeah. crop it yeah. out, you know, but I'm not gonna- Just to, super thoughtful. You know. I'm sure they appreciate it, yeah. Yeah, you know, and um, I mean, I don't really tell people that, but those are the things I, they, yeah. I look That's for true. those things. Well, let's we talk did. about your dance stuff. Oh, dance stuff. Yeah. Cause you kind of, like you talked about, you talked about pivoting. Right? Yeah. So you're doing like this, you're doing Holly stuff, you're doing dance stuff. So, well? yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, so thank you for bringing it up. I mean, it's, again, it's all part of the evolution, right? Like, I, and I don't consider myself a dance photographer. I mean, there are proper dance photographers out there. It's, you do, you do a great job. I mean, thank you. I'm working, it's, it's a learning curve, but this is part of the beauty of it, too, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I've been doing this for a very long time, but there's still a lot to learn. And that's what, part of what I love about it is the learning curve, right? right? Yeah. Is being able to continue to explore other subject matter. Dance is something I've always appreciated. Were you ever a dancer? <laughs> Uh, yes, but oh. not a real one. So not a real I, I will one. say that I took dance classes. I will not call myself ever a dancer. Did you dance with a group or? No, 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 no. I mean, I'm laughing only because that's very flattering. Thank you for even thinking that I could actually be a dancer. It's very kind. Um, but no, no, I, I, I grew up dancing. Oh, okay. But what kind of dancing? Kind of ballet, tap, jazz, gymnastics, Get like all the here. movement stuff. But I was not good. I, didn't I mean, this know is that. the This is I was not good. Okay. I did this from a place of love. It was actually one of the first things I remember in life, like just really enjoying and loving. But you know, like you, you can love things and not be great at it. <laughs> and dance was one of those things for me. I like loved it, but I was not great. And so. Do you have a problem with the rhythm or something like that? Not the rhythm, Gary. I got rhythm. Come on, okay. I got rhythm. <laughs> Judgmental. Sorry. No, honestly, like I just. I'm not a dancer. Like I, I have so much respect, so much respect uh, for the art of it. Um, I'm not a physical person. Like I mean, the fact that I can <laughs> go up and down as a photographer is like a miracle to me, quite honestly. So I'll enjoy that as as long as I can. Um, no, like honestly, I, I started dancing when I was three. Like not mm. real, but like my mom put me in dance classes. So I'll say I did. I took dance classes from age three to age twelve. Oh, okay. And then I got very as, you, as bitter as you can be at age twelve. 
I got bitter because they would not let me go so-called on toe, meaning like as a ballet, I wanted to actually go on toe, like be into proper ballet oh, shoes, right? Oh, okay. And they were like, yeah, you're not ready for this. So I basically said, I'm going to retire at the age of 12, and you do your thing, I'm gonna do mine. Oh, and it ended up being a blessing because I'm not a physical person, I have, I'm very injury prone, and that's a whole yeah. other thing, but that I think set a foundation at a very young age for just appreciating. And when I see proper dancers now, I have, I am in a place of such awe and such respect and such wonder for what they can do with their bodies. It set sort of that foundation for me to just appreciate, like to be a real dancer is really hard, really, really hard. So I know enough to be like, as I say, I know enough to be dangerous about it. And I love, quite frankly, the beauty of it. I mean, and, and it's, it's the beauty of it, but also I know what goes behind that. It's never just, when you see a proper dance image, there is so much that informs that dancer and a photographer, right, to be able to get to that moment, right? It's not random. That's something that has taken years, maybe decades of training, right? Um, and part of what I love about it, which says something probably scary about me, um, I like the challenge of it because it's hard. It's really hard. And I'm not suggesting that I'm anywhere close to achieving anything with it. It's an experimentation for me, actually. It's like a way for me to push myself because I think it's hard to capture dance or any kind of motion. I think it's really hard to capture that in a way that is not just beautiful, but is also technically executed in a seamless and flawless way. But this, so this is an interesting question. I'm curious your perspective on this, because I struggle with this. I love, for the most part, I love the spontaneous moments. I love the stuff that's mostly unplanned. Mm -hmm. But I also love certain moments that are moments. I think they're still moments, but they are moments when the subject or as I say, the protagonist of a picture is aware that you're taking in a picture. Do you lean more towards one style or one approach versus another, or do you see the value of both? That's a good question. I personally like unplanned images where the person is totally oblivious to your presence, and you capture a total, totally natural yeah. environment that you would never be able to capture if you had it planned. Yeah. And I think planning an image is so much, I mean, everything can be is so controlled because when yeah. you capture an image and you plan it, you can say, oh, let's, um, let, oh, the sun is over here. Let's right. move you over there. Let's do that. Da, da, da. And you can get that perfect shot. Usually to me, that those images are, I can I can look at it and say, oh, you know, the the, the folks they're they're posing for that that image. Maybe right. they're moving or acting as they're they're oblivious to the camera, but there's some element of you know composition and composure and planning yeah. and and things like that. Mm. I like something where it's totally like. You know, you take something, you throw it on the wall, and it's like, blah, and you just you right. capture that, and yeah. it's like, ah, oh, okay, that's a total, totally organic moment that actually you captured that split millisecond in time yeah. that will never ever happen again. Happen again, and no one else will probably capture it, right? right. Almost certainly. So, that yeah. I love, uh, um, yeah. and even the ones that are not even in focus, because I have a lot of those, not even in focus, but. The the um, the angle and the context yeah. and just everything is like perfect, but the image is out of focus. I don't care. Yeah, 
Yeah. If, it's a more like the visceral, it's the moment, right, the emotional still, nature can, of it. Right. Yeah. You can still feel that moment yeah. regardless of if it was in focus or not. Yeah. Um, and that's why sometimes I say, you know, focus is overrated. It's like, you know? <laughs> I love that. I'm going to start um, using that. Especially when you're using a manually focused lens. Which, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. So that's why, that's why, that's one of the reasons I say it. Because yeah. um, I, I try to, I like to, I like to work for my images. Yeah. So, and, and some people have said to me um, in some of the process, they're like, everybody has automatic focus. Why are you still like, yeah. and, so why, Gary? Why? It's 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 um, it's that it's, it goes back to that like that like film yeah. days yeah. before you know autofocus. I think when I you know when especially when I was doing the protests and actually because there was a lot of stuff going on, but when I felt like okay, I gotta actually focus. That means I can. I can say I want to focus on Deb as yeah. opposed to that other person back there. I can easily do that. Yeah. And opposed to going like that and then or doing. Do you feel like, like it engages you more in the moment? Do you feel like you're more in it? I feel because I, you're doing that. I feel as though I am actually creating something because I'm actually telling the camera with my own hand what to focus yeah. on, what yeah. to look at. Yeah. And then I can do the aperture yeah. also with my thumb, right, yeah. you know, on the lens too. So I'm really just directing this piece of, this tool that's in front of me and I'm telling it exactly what to do. Yeah. And that's why I say too, it's very therapeutic because when you're thinking about all those elements, you're not thinking about like your mortgage that's due or, <laughs> you know, or anything of this, True. of this sort. You're like, in that moment, or yeah. the argument that you had with your husband, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't it think all about kind of it. All drops to the back. Right? Everything I mean, is like yeah. doesn't matter anymore. But you're you're thinking like, I need to capture it in yeah. the way that I see it in my mind, yeah. and you're just so involved in that moment that nothing yeah. around you yeah. really matters. Yeah. So when I photograph, I feel like I am the most authentically myself. I think you're the same. Yes. Right. Yeah. I'm like, that is my zone. It is when I viscerally feel, even if it's a strange or confrontational or challenging situation, it is when I feel the most authentically who I am, right? to my core. Like I know I am in that moment for a reason and I'm connected to it. And it's a beautiful thing in many ways, but I also feel, especially as a woman, by the way, like sometimes that's, that's a little sketchy. I have to be a little careful. And like Mark's like, you need to be a little bit more careful. So like when we're traveling together, or if he's around with me, and so like he, he's like sort of my sentry, right? Like yeah. he's there like watching, you know, and he'll be like, he'll be the person kind of making sure that I'm safe, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. That's but good. when I'm out on my own, which is when I usually like to photograph, nothing against him, of course, or anyone else that I'm photographing with, but sometimes you like, you need to be on your own when you're out there, right? Yeah. You need to be on your own photographing. Yep. So what's next? What's next for you? Like what's, you know, the, I, what's the next big project? What's the I, next I, focus? Well, you know, it, it, so every, everything that's happened to me has happened kind of organically. Yeah. Before the like BLM stuff, I was going, going back home to Jamaica yeah. and capturing like where my mother grew up and where my father grew up and things like that. Which is amazing. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. so that's, that's what I was doing. I might have to like insert myself at some point into some of that because I've never been to Jamaica. So you yeah. and I have talked about that, but that's I need to shame. visit. That's a, that's a, I know, we're going to change that's that. A shame. I'll be there next week, as a matter of fact. Okay. But, well, I don't um, know if I can make it next week happen, but My some uncle's point. 90th birthday, so <laughs> we're going oh, to Jamaica. Birthday. So, oh, thank you. I'll, t I'll let him know that Deb said that's amazing. happy birthday. Um, so, 
my the next so everything has happened like on its own without me saying I want to start shooting yeah. blah blah blah. I mean I was shooting in a I remember I was shooting in a studio for um oh what's his name oh now I, I lost I, I and I, I'm embarrassed because this gentleman is supposed to be executed November of this year. Oh no. Um and. So one of the things I found myself um, doing was shooting at a recording studio, and these musicians are recording in the studio. And I brought my my mirrorless camera so that it's not making any clicking sound. But they also brought him on an, um, a Zoom session. So what they were doing was they were recording the audio from the piano, and they were he was on. The Zoom session, like doing poetry over the music, and I'm tiptoeing around the studio, capturing the musicians, capturing Keith, Keith Lamar. Ah, of course, yes. Okay, yeah. So he's due to be executed in, in um, yeah, that's right, November of this year. Oh God. So, so I, so I was doing stuff in a studio, yeah. not thinking that I would be shooting in a studio. Right. And then not even thinking I would be shooting runners yeah. or running the protest, which yeah. led me to Define, which led me to doing other stuff. And um, so I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say, the next thing that I'll be shooting will happen on its own. Yeah. And it'll be something that I'm interested in. Yeah. But there's nothing And you'll that, know when you know. I, I'll know when I know. Yeah. There's nothing that says to me that I want to go and shoot this. Mm. But I've also tried like, events that are coming up sending the promoters hey I'm a, can yeah. I come and shoot your and yeah. I wouldn't hear anything back yeah. so I'm like you know what and that's fine that's right? not meant like to be, yeah. yeah exactly but yeah. everything that's happened to this point has happened on its own yeah. in some form or fashion to be able to get a press pass yeah. happened on its own I never said I want to go get a press pass let yeah. me go shoot stuff so I can put on Dr. Oz or on Vice yeah. or Mother Jones about it just so happened that it ended up there and all of a sudden like hey I got material to do a press let me get right. a press back. It's oh. a formality at this point. It, yeah. Like you've actually done the work right. which obviously justifies you having it. But right. So yeah. Let me ask you the question. What's the next best thing for a dev? Yeah, I mean I think from what's been happening from a very negative perspective against API communities. I'll be very honest, I don't think until this had happened that I have spent that much time or headspace thinking about what it meant to be Asian or Asian American. Honestly, I and mean, I'm just being very frank, and in, in some ways I have a little bit of shame around that. Why, not that why, I'm not, a, well, why? because I'm not, I don't, I think there are people who really like, who really own it and like they know who they are and they really envelop that. I think it's never something that I've overtly put to the side, but I don't think until the violence started taking place against our communities that I ever really spent time thinking about this is what I look like or this is what I represent. And maybe it's because I am American and, and third generation Chinese American at this point. And it wasn't something that I think was at the forefront of my conscience. Um, and it's forced me to confront what it means to be Asian, specifically Asian American or Chinese American. And it's better late than never, I suppose. Um, then I'm kind of leaning into that a little bit more and trying to investigate what it means. Like, what does my identity actually mean? Like, what is it? Does that mean something to me or does it not? 
how does that manifest in my own sense of self? How does that manifest in my work? And so it, I started last year a sort of informal series of really pho like photographing more portraits of Asian Pacific Islander or RPI um, artists, creatives, and activists because I have particular inclinations and, and, and alignment, I think, with them, even though, again, I don't really consider myself necessarily activist, but I have a lot of respect for people who are really, truly activists and, of course, you know, other API creatives. And I do think that for so many years, we have not been as visible. And so I feel like as one myself, even if it's sort of part-time or sort of on the side, I feel like a sense of responsibility in a positive way, Yeah. both for myself, but also for others. So it's something that I'm gonna try to pivot back to a little bit more and try to formalize a little bit more. So we'll see what that looks like, but I, those are the kind of things that I'm thinking about getting into a little bit more I think, I mean, yeah. I don't personally think that anything that I'm doing is going to change the world. I think for myself, what I'm doing hopefully will be a reminder in future generations of what should not be done. Yeah. You know, and, and hating Asians and hating blacks and other minority groups and things like that, that should not exist. Yeah. I know that the history of this planet has always been about oppression. Every, there's always a community that's always oppressed. Yeah. That's the reality of yeah. it. Can that be changed? Not, not today, not tomorrow, but maybe you know, a, a thousand years, I don't yeah. know. I have no idea. Well, it's a constant fight, Yeah. Know, right? And I think for you and I, hopefully imagery is part of that story to help remind people of some of those realities, both the negative and the, rea the reality, but also some of the beauty too. I'm a butterfly, taking my time. I'm a sky.